0: The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in, Rob Black in Your Money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Again, I will do my very best to give you information that you hopefully can use to get you to retirement. Sometimes the content's better than others and it is what it is, right? Um, One of the areas that I see in 2019 is very interesting space of investing would be gaming, video games. As best as I can tell, there's five companies right now that want to get into video games business bigger than they currently are. Every major tech company is listed on this list. Apple, Amazon, Google. Well, I guess that's not Everyone, But you get the idea. We're moving towards 5G. And as we move towards 5G, video games should become better. Movies on services like Netflix should become faster and easier. And high-quality 4K streams might be possible. I don't know about that yet. Haven't seen the data. But every major tech company. And there's an interesting acquisition idea that I have that I'll get to as this segment kind of unfolds future of gaming is not going to be consoles, although they are starting to talk about the, Xbox, the next Xbox, the next Sony PlayStation. Um, it's not going to be the high-powered. Like, Do you know those are loss leaders? I think that's worthy of talking about for just a second. When Microsoft unleashes an Xbox or a PlayStation, they lose money. The hardware is so high-end, so high-tech that they're saying, okay, what's the price point? 600 <clears throat> that people will pay for a video game console? So let's make Let's use $800 a part, sell it for 600 and then license to the video game makers. And we'll make our money. If people buy two, three or four video games, that's one of the reasons you'll you see bundles now. So when Xbox comes out with a Minecraft bundle or a Fortnite bundle, you might get a special joystick that costs them almost nothing to produce. But more importantly, you're getting a game and the games have high profit margins when they're being licensed. So, Steam is a company that I got to see on vacation once. They took all their employees to a five-star resort in Hawaii. So you're like, okay, I got that. I got that. So if there's that kind of money being made, companies like Netflix, maybe not Netflix, but maybe, um, companies like Amazon go, okay, streaming video games is going to be a thing. We recently heard Apple say, we got a big surprise in 2019, and everyone automatically assumes it's going to be a video streaming service, so you can watch Seinfeld or something. Maybe not. Maybe it's going to be a video game service. The music subscription service, Apple has 50 million subscribers paying 10 bucks. You do the math. They've got a user base of over 1.4 billion total devices, over 900 million phones, so there's a lot of room to grow. Especially since they can do free, sur- free trials and things, right? Not exactly kill themselves in the process because you have the device in your hand. So the vision that I'm referring to is often you know, made shorthand, the Netflix of video gaming. In 2019, nearly every major tech company is working on a version of such a service, each hoping to establish itself as the de facto standard in video games streaming services. So th- I, know, I know you're thinking Mario, right? You're thinking Donkey Kong, Right, right. So anyway, the first company that I want to talk about is Amazon. If you play any Fortnite, and it seems like most of America is on some level, 200 million active users, right? Um, if you think about it, you'll see something, you'll see gamers with the name TTV. So it may be TTV Raw Black. And it stands for Twitch TV, which Amazon figured out very early on, let's buy this service And we'll see people watching people play video games, right? We're people watching people play video games. So there's a guy named Tyler Ninja Blevins or something like that. Don't quote me, okay? But he's got hundreds and thousands of followers, millions of followers. So whenever he plays a game, Twitch TV will activate you, will contact you, and say, hey, Ninja's getting ready to play. Ninja's getting ready to play. So the gaming companies get really excited because he has a built-in audience, he dyes his hair. He's pretty cool. He's nice and generous to the young kids. It's pretty innocent stuff. He's been on Ellen, so you know this guy's big, right? Uh, he's on Jimmy Kimmel all the time, playing Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, but Twitch TV was live streaming video games, and you could watch people play. and For instance, I grew up on video games, and I don't necessarily want to play the video games, but I want to see where the technology is going and the storytelling. It's a multi. It's a bigger business than movies. It's huge. So. Amazon has Twitch TV, so they already have a lot of data going, already figuring a lot of stuff out. And they have Amazon Web Services. And as the Internet gets faster, they're going to be able to put games on their service, and you'll play them directly. That's the idea. But let's say, let's say you get tired of playing a game, and you're like, uh, I don't want to have $60 for another game. That's where the service kicks in. They'll probably be $120 a year. So instead of just buying one game a year, you're really buying two games, but you're renting them and playing them online online. You get the idea, right? So, Amazon is working on a Netflix-like service for playing games. According to leaked information, the new service from Amazon will reportedly allow players to stream games rather than having to buy and download individual titles. Amazon is said to be discussing potential games for the new service with game publishers, but it sounds like plans are still early. So, this service may not hit in 2019. It may be 2020. Now, again, you already know, like, Disney's trying to come up with a service to compete with Netflix, with all of Disney's movies and Captain America and Star Wars and Pixar films. They've got a pretty good content library, right? So, Amazon doesn't have the content of video games yet, but they're working on it. Amazon's one of the few tech companies with a cloud computing infrastructure already in place, so it would be very, very easy to pull off. Verizon isn't on the game. Like, the company that you pay for... Your smartphone with well, Verizon could say, "Well, for sixty bucks a month, you get unlimited data and text. For seventy bucks a month, you get unlimited data, text, and video games. It's not crazy. So it's thrillingly called. Are you ready for this? Are you sitting down? Verizon service for video games is called Verizon Gaming. That's uh, a little underwhelming. Um, and what they're trying to do is try to give you an Nvidia Shield set-top box." a wireless Xbox One gamepad, and software that gives you access to Verizon Gaming Service. Uh, Images of the service have been leaked, and there's surprisingly large library of games that are otherwise only available on game consoles such as PlayStation 4, Blockbuster, God of War. So Verizon's licensed God of War. I never played God of War. I heard great things about it. Maybe one day I'll test it. That's not so bad, right? So Apple's working on a service. So we've got Amazon, Verizon, and Apple. Apple has yet to officially announce this. But there's a company called Cheddar, which is kind of a small tech TV kind of thing going out. And they said it's going to be subscription-based just like Netflix. It's in the early stages. Uh, they could very well get canned. But, you know, maybe Apple never develops. Like, Apple was supposed to have wireless charging at this point. Still don't have it. Um, Apple already has a set-top box in households all over the world with Apple TV. They've got iPhones, they've got iPads, again, one point four billion things. Now the question is, will Apple be able to convince people to subscribe to a service that are you know, from games in their app store? My kids will get an app and it drives you crazy, right? Why not just throw it into the monthly fee? Anyhow and anyway, you can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. I'll talk more gaming news right around the corner. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and your money live on the Bay Area Airwaves, weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing and more. I'm talking video games right here, right now because it's big business. And as an investor, there's incredible investments. I remember being in oh, what was it ninth grade, maybe tenth grade, eh, maybe eleventh grade, coming home from school and playing Bird versus Magic. It was made by a company called Electronic Arts, and it was just one on one. and uh, It's awful. If you go take, like, go to YouTube, take, type in Bird versus Magic. It was one of the video games I played. And I'm not saying that to like say to justify that, but there's big money in this stuff. Amount of money I've spent in my lifetime on video games and video game consoles, it feels significant. So, Bird vs. Magic was something I play every day after school, and it was kind of something that was nice for me. You know, it was a nice little break, so to speak. Our economy is getting tougher, and jobs are getting harder. The day is getting longer for a lot of people. And in my opinion, I think you're going to see video games do better and better and better. Um, Movies to me feel kind of redundant and trite at times. And every now and then when a movie is really original, boy, do we celebrate it, right? Um, And it runs up a billion plus dollars. But then you start thinking, wait, wait, didn't Red Dead Redemption 2 run up a billion plus dollars? And the answer is yes. So my first segment, I was talking about how A lot of companies are chasing a new business for them. Apple makes hardware. They don't make video games. Apple has hardware that can play video games. And everyone's looking at the success of Valve, who owns a company called Steam, and they're saying, we want a piece of that action. Um, And that action's big. And again, you always wonder what's going to make a trillion-dollar company. It's going to be a company that makes hardware. It makes software. It delivers packages. It has TV shows. It's not going to be a one-trick pony. So, in theory, it's not supposed to. (laughs) That's the idea. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air if you want to add to the video game conversation. I've been highlighting three companies that I think are moving in the right direction. But I want to highlight a couple more because they're out there, in my opinion. And I think it's it's worthy of noting. So, the five major tech companies. And then I'm going to go over some gaming trends. Then I'm going to get some specific stock selections for you. Like, NVIDIA is a stock selection. They make GPUs. 60% 60% plus of all GPU, uh, video game console, or 60% of uh, their business comes from gamers. And it's growing. So every major tech company wants a piece of this action, high-powered, expensive you know, video games. And if you see a video game and you give it a little bit of time, I think you're going to see that it's not like Pac-Man anymore. Fortnite is an incredibly social experience for people. And that's a bad example because I'm just showing my age when I can only pull up one title that I've actually seen played. Um, But it's incredibly social. So, you know, my boys will have a friend in Canada. And, you know, I monitor this. I'm like, ask him about, you know, I don't want to say ask about weed because weed's legal in Canada now. (laughs) I say, ask him about hockey. My kids will start talking hockey with this guy. And it's social. So I grew up in a an day and age where Space Invaders was just repetitive and stupid. Pac-Man was repetitive and stupid. And yet it was very addictive. There was no social component to it. So this is entertainment for people. And your, enter- your eyeballs can only go to so many places these days. ABC, NBC, CBS, boring. I can't remember the last time I saw a show on ABC, CBS, NBC that was intriguing to me. That was new and fresh. Now, Netflix and HBO, sure. And then you get AMC with Breaking Bad and stuff like that. Absolutely, But you see that the eyes are starting to dwindle in traditional television and they're going to YouTube. They're going to Twitch TV. They're going to video games. They're going to Netflix. Um, Netflix now has a show called Marie Kondo. I don't know if it's called Marie Kondo, but she's on the show and she's a Japanese lady who kind of talks like this. I go clean your house for you. Thank you. And she tidies up people's houses. And she goes in your closet and she goes, oh, too messy, too, 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 too messy. It's addictive to watch because it's almost cliche. So she, her web search is off the hook. She's part of popular culture now out of nowhere because Netflix put her on. Now, she had a business model for years and years and years, but no one ever Googled her. And now, boom, she's big. Part of the social conscious because so many eyeballs are there. So I talked a little bit about Amazon being this, the best position at this point in time because they got Twitch TV. And if you watch a live event, like there's going to be a concert in Fortnite this week, a band called Marshmallow or a DJ. And you may be able to tip them. Or you may, you know, there's things like that that are happening, these little microtransactions. And if Amazon's getting a piece of that transaction, they're in. And they will help and they will support. And they'll send out an email to all their Amazon Prime members, which just shows you how powerful big companies are getting. Verizon, boy, do they need another trick, right? Uh They used to get us on how many minutes we use. They used to get us on how much data we use. They used to get us on how many uh, texts we use. And now that's like bundled for free. So they needed something like a video game service or a TV service. They've got to deal with the NFL, which for the first year I kind of ignored. But then like for the playoffs, I'm like, hey, I could watch this on my phone. If I'm at dinner and, you know, I've got a buddy next to me, I'm like, hey, let's just put this right here and watch the game. So I see it. I see why you would want a video service, right? So Apple wants to get on the game. And they already have that set-top box, which Apple TV has been underwhelming. Every now and then, they do something incredibly smart. Um, if you buy Star Wars and they release it in 4K, they'll give you that 4K version free. Whereas I remember buying Star Wars on VCR, VHS, right? And then it goes on LaserDisc, and you're like, oh, I got to get it on LaserDisc, And then it goes on to Blu-rays. Got to get it on Blu-ray, right? That's just the type of people we are. <laughs> like, and we'll, we'll repay for the same thing. Apple's like, you don't have to do that. You've already paid for it once. So the big question is, will Apple be able to convince people that this is a legit service? And again, if you've got kids and you want to go for a four-hour drive and they've got devices, it's kind of nice saying, well, you can get any app you want because we got a service. And again, recurring services, monthly subscriptions, they are starting to become the bane of existence for a lot of people because a lot of people forget they sign up for these services. So Google's in on the action, too. So far, we've got Amazon, Verizon, Apple, and Google. Near the end of 2018, Google ran a limited test for its video game streaming service that they're calling Project Stream. Now, why not just go out and buy Valve? Valve's not for sale. (laughs) They're doing it, and they're doing it well, and they have not put themselves up for sale yet. Maybe later this year when they start seeing more competition come in. But for the Google test, you've got to play Assassin's Creed Odyssey for free in a browser tab on your computer. You can even use a Bluetooth controller to control the game. It was kind of a proof of concept test. And it was able to stream a popular blockbuster game. And finally, Microsoft is going to get on this, probably Sony as well. But Microsoft's got Project X Cloud. And it's creating its own game streaming device. And it, they've shown a video of it if you go to YouTube from October and just put in Project X Cloud, and you'll see what it's all about. Video games are big business. We're talking big business and big investments. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Find me online at robblackshow.com. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Your comments and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. So I'm talking video games today. I'm talking eyeballs. I'm actually talking investments, to be honest with you. And I'm hitting the big tech companies that are going to get into game streaming Because that's part, you know, of our life now, video games. My dad, it used to drive him insane. I'd be like, Dad, Dad, can I have $5 to go to the arcade? And I I thought I was going to die. And then he finally wised up and got me an Atari 2600, which led to the Intellivision, which led to the ColecoVision, which led to the Commodore 64, which led to the TI-99, which led to, you know, Xbox One, Xbox Two, Xbox Three. I've had them all, kind of thing. And it's embarrassing to say, as an adult... Because it's not exactly a trait that a, a woman might be looking for as a, a husband. Ooh, he plays video games on the couch and eats Cheetos all day. It's not exactly. But it is now. A lot of women today play video games. And that's part of the, the great frontier of what we're going to be talking about. So would I own names like Netflix? Yes. And can Netflix get into video uh, video game streaming? They could. Would I own companies like Amazon? I do or Apple, I do. Verizon, I do for the income. Um, Google, I do. Microsoft, I do. I don't own any Sony, but I'm bringing this up because part of our life, in my opinion, as investors is seeing big trends. And this is a big trend that's getting bigger. And again, like I said, I think our society's going to heck in a handbasket. People don't necessarily like to go out. Um. They don't necessarily like to go out. They kind of like to stay at home and play video games. That's a trend. Now, let's talk about the business trends of video games. And before I go there, because this is a long segment for me, I was talking to my producer during the commercial, and he was talking. He was giving me a little history on Amazon, Twitch TV, and how the service actually works if you're going to get donations and things like that. I know kids. You know what my kids want to grow up to be? Like a YouTube caster, a a video game caster, a a Twitch TV player. Like they want to be, that's a job title to them. They want to be an entertainer to get paid playing video games. I'm like, you might want to have something else to fall back on. But to give you an idea on YouTube and show you how powerful it is and why you have to invest in companies like Google, and you may not like them, but I didn't like Microsoft in the 90s because they were dominant. They were, they were a monopoly. Ooh, evil. But you made a lot of money on them monopoly, when you own all the properties, you can't wait for that, you know, your opponent to roll the dice because they're going to land on something and have to pay you. So YouTube started in 2005 2005, on Valentine's Day, right? The first video was uploaded in April of 2005. Um, And then Google acquired them in 2006, having kind of seen something going on there. And then 2007, you got in video ads. And then you got the first case of Rickrolling, Rickrolling is when you're watching a video and you're kind of intrigued and you're like, this is pretty good. And then suddenly out of nowhere, Rick Astley comes on and it's become a cultural thing. Rick Astley loves it because no one knew who he was. Never going to give you up, right? So by October 2009, they had one billion views a day. One billion views a day. You know what the Super Bowl gets? 100 million. YouTube gets 1 billion plus. This was back in October 2009. So the Maroon 5's playing the Super Bowl, right? And everyone's like, oh, they shouldn't do it because Colin Kaepernick, oh. And they're like, we have to do it because it's 100 million eyes. And... That's what goes back to that Fortnite event where they're going to have a concert in the game. We're going to be able to hear a DJ spin real music in real time. And how many people will see that? Millions. And it's kind of virtual reality or augmented reality because you're hearing it, but you're, not, you're there with other people, but they're not really there in the room with you, right? In 2009, YouTube won a Peabody Award. Um, in 2010, 24 hours of video were uploaded per minute. The amount of stuff going on YouTube is crazy. By 2011, they get 3 billion views a day. 3 billion views a day. Super Bowl, 100 million. Gangnam style, 1 billion views in 2012. Could you imagine the success of that video on radio? Or It would never have worked. It had to have the video and the music. It had to have like that MTV feel to it, but with a bigger audience, a worldwide audience. It's not just a, a East Coast audience at 4 o'clock when Carson Daly's on. No, 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 so YouTube red launched and I'm not really into YouTube red eh, it's not me, but YouTube TV launched in April 2017 and I got it from my my second home because I did and I got it from my bedroom and then I put it in my living room because it's it's just as good TV as cable. I'm a cord cutter um yeah so I, I think that's worthy of throwing out the the 100 billion eyeballs. It's crazy how many people it's crazy how many people watch YouTube in a day, not 100 billion. Uh, I was going with 100 million and kind of blended everything together. But here's some trends in video games because, again, this is what's getting our eyeballs. And for the record, I'll go to YouTube and watch, like, oh, I hear there's a, a controversial scene in Red Dead Redemption. I'll go to YouTube, I'll, I'll search it and, like, oh, that's not that controversial. Can't get myself up to being a cowboy and buying it, but not for me. So here's some trends. And for the record, how much money do you think video games are going to be pulling in this year? How much is the industry pulling in? The answer, $138 billion when you add it all up. And I'd already talked about Electronic Arts making Bird versus Magic and a video game that I played many, many years ago. So Electronic Arts has been around since I was in high school, right? Um, and they're still around, and they're still big. Activision Blizzard still around, still very big. Now, they're kind of missing it right now because there's a big trend in free games. And they, get, they, they made their Do Re Mi on these, you know, $39.99 game, which became $49.99, then it became fifty nine ninety nine. dollars then to get extra free mods and skins, it became $69.99, and we're tired of that. It's a business model we don't want anymore. It's it, The internet's changed everything. You know, People are like, hey, I don't need to wear, I don't need to buy a new dress and keep it in my closet for two or three years before it wears out. I could just return it. I can get a subscription service. So Activision Electronic Arts, they're not there yet. In my opinion, they still make blockbuster titles, but they're moving. The trend is away from blockbuster titles. There are no B titles. There's blockbusters and there's freemium where it's free to play, but you could also buy stuff along as you play it. Candy Crush. Candy Crush was so addictive, right? You get through level 19 and then you're stuck and you want more lives because you think you know how to finish it. And then you throw down a buck ninety nine because it's only buck ninety nine. Um, HQ Trivia, it's that fascinating app that is got trivia game show. I've won HQ Trivia, and you know how much I won? It's a five thousand dollar pot split all by all the winners across the country. I won like a buck thirty seven. Yeah. So, but if I wanted an extra life, I could have paid for it. Is that silly? It kind of is, right? Over the last five years, game publishers have doubled down on in game purchases online multiplayer services, and game subscriptions as a significant revenue stream. Um, I just got an email from Electronic Arts, because I bought one of their games years ago, and it said, you can try our unlimited access to all of our game services for 99 cents a month. I'm like, whoa, this is going to be something. So, makers of games like Super Slam and Cut the Rope, they're competing with guys like EA and Activision Blizzard, Cut the rope. I'm like, what? It's a little game that you give to a kid, and you try to get the rope perfectly timed so it cuts and falls and hits something, kind of thing. That's the best way I could describe it. But um, the features that I'm talking about, the revenue streams of in-game purchases, online multiplayer services, game subscriptions, they constitute a roughly 25 to 45 percent of total console and PC spending in 2012, and it's going to be about 70 percent of total console and PC spending by 2025. So the ability to play a Star Wars game, well, you're not going to – you want to play Star Wars so you can be Han Solo or you could be Chewbacca. But he's not included in the game until after you play it for 80 hours and unlock it, unless you want to unlock it for 2.99, and then you just feel used. So online distribution for games has become more competitive. You're now starting to see uh, companies go out of business. The companies, the video game stores, GameStop, their stock has been murder-related in large part because people are like, I don't need a physical copy. I can get a digital copy. So not only the game makers benefiting from that digital distribution, they don't have to package it and send it. And, you know, you go to a Best Buy and you decide, hey, I really want the game. So you stuff it down your pants and you run out of the store and you woo. Um No, they, no physical copies. We'll do it all digital. It's cheaper to distribute and it's easier to track. So... Valve takes 30% cut, and they have Steam. And Steam, if you, for instance, want to go get a game, at 60 bucks, and Valve takes their cut of it. Epic, which has got 200 million accounts now because of the success of Fortnite, they announced a new business model. They said, we got so many emails of people downloading and playing their, our game that we're going to start publishing video games as well. So everyone's kind of group thinking at this point in time. Maybe someone interesting will get out of this. Come out of this, you know. Apple going into gaming. Steve Jobs is probably rolling in his grave, right? I don't know if he was buried or he was cremated or what have you, but he was like he wanted to like design cool products, not be a service. He, he he never saw that. Cloud gaming is going mainstream eventually. As soon as the speeds get up, whether it's X Cloud service by Microsoft or Google, which is the Project Stream, um, that's a trend. More gamers is a trend. Expect the number of gamers to grow at a single digit compound annual growth rate across video games, PC, and mobile through 2015. Anytime you get growth that's faster than the GDP, you consider investing in it. So there's growth there. You know, Facebook's growing, they were growing at 100% year over year. Now they're at 50%. They're soon going to be down to 5%. Then they're going to have to pay uh, income or they're going to have to invent new business models. So more people are gaming, more time is being spent gaming. Oh, and there's something called eSports that are getting really, really big. It's pretty crazy. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. So I've been talking about video game investing this hour. I started by talking about one of the big trends and the big five or six tech companies that are thinking about streaming so they can get you on a subscription. Subscriptions are very, very profitable. And they're they're easy to understand as an analyst or as an investor. So I, I hit the big ones there. Then I went over some of the trends, and I kind of blew through the trends a little too fast. So I feel a little bit bad about that, but it is what it is. (laughs) I'm going to apologize for that. Esports is where I kind of left off, and people, this freaks me out to say out loud, people will pay to go watch people at an arena play video games. It's freaky. The NBA has uh, Esports League. I don't know if the NFL does, but I think they do where you can actually get paid. There's scholarships now to be a gamer at colleges. Um, So if you're good with your fingers and you got fast twitches and, like, you can kill people with a shotgun, blow to the face, but it's a video game, uh, you could be in to become an e-athlete, an electronic athlete, right? I know an attorney from USC who started an e-sports league he's the commissioner of a league that basically it blows my mind this is a market that'll be 1.6 billion dollars by the year 2020 um and if you look at like some video games uh, league of legends and stuff like that you'll see 20,000 people in these arenas cheering for their favorite players it's pretty surreal so the gaming trends that i wanted to hit on growth in esports More time being spent playing games. It's been averaging about 4% more each year for the last 15 years. That's amazing consumption. Society has changed the way they think about the ubiquity of technology. And we're in. You're seeing more female gamers. You're seeing more gamers growing at at double digits sometimes. And you're seeing it being treated like a business, which is kind of nice to see. Now, investing in video games gets a little bit tricky because you can go with so many different directions. There is a video game tech ETF. And it's got a great ticker symbol. Gamer. G-A-M R. Um, So that's out there. But it's top holdings. There's some companies that you may not even know. Companies like Gravity and G5 Entertainment and Capcom and MicroStar. So that may be too much risk for you. You may want to keep it a little bit simpler and go with the big names that like the Amazons will have a play here, or an Apple will have a play. Or you may want to go with Electronic Arts or Activision or Take-Two. Take-Two, Al Gore, when his wife got mad, Tipper Gore got mad at Rockstar Games for um, Grand Theft Auto, probably three. I don't even know. She said, you know, it's inappropriate for our children to be playing this game because the game, get this, you would take, like, hardcore Uh, drugs. When you got hurt, you'd do things like... Maybe hang out with a lady of the evening. You'd open a door, it'd close, there'd be a sound or something like that, and your health went back up. They didn't give you med kits. They didn't give you like shots to like boost your energy. No. Your power-ups were love or something close to love. And Tipper Gore's like, that's inappropriate. I was like, that's going to make a lot of money. It wasn't the game that got my attention. It was her saying kids shouldn't do this because you know what kids will do? They'll do it. Anytime you get an adult telling a kid not to do something, they'll do it. Kid eats his boogers. You say, don't eat your boogers. It's gross. He thinks they taste like sugar. You didn't even hear what you said. They're sugar boogers. So other investments could be like an AMD or an NVIDIA where they make the semiconductors that power these virtual reality worlds. Um, Grand Theft Auto, it looked like L.A. I mean, it, the the recent one, the Red Dead Redemption, your horse has genitalia. You could see it. And when it's cold, it gets smaller. I'm like, that's a lot of detail. It's pretty insane. So AMD, NVIDIA, Activision Electronic Arts, Take-Two. There's companies in uh, Asia, like Tencent. Um, I see someone trying to acquire the smaller publishers that are doing well. Keep in mind, Fortnite now is a two-year sensation that's pulling in $2 billion, $3 billion this calendar year on selling virtual clothes, which, man, Barbie messed up, right? You used to actually have to go to the store and buy Barbie real clothes. Why not just make virtual clothes? So it's going to be up to you to figure out the best ways to invest in technology, because the one thing about this is sometimes it's hit-driven, and sometimes there's misses, so, the, the names, like, Facebook is, could be a player, but not for me. Activision Blizzard has franchises like Call of Duty and World of Warcraft. They've been acquiring app companies like King Digital. So, they forayed into emerging businesses like eSports. But, like I said, they're kind of a legacy company. Take-Two, the moment they announce the next Grand Theft Auto, people are going to lose their mind. The moment they put a video out of like here it comes. So, Take Two pulled in over two billion dollars in the last twelve months of revenue, and they have a ton of cash. Then you have Electronic Arts as a gaming stock. Um, I'm kind of running out of ideas. Uh, Turtle Beach, which makes headsets that that are awesome, um, they're a play. Logitech is a play on the on the mice and the keyboards and the, the uh, headphones as well. Um, So go back and look at some of these names and see how you would have liked to have those runs. Uh, Now, again, there are mistakes like GameStop and that GameStop sold video games in the store and you had to go down and get them. Um, So maybe you get a basket of them. Oh, and by the way, I think a real interesting acquisition would be Apple acquiring Nintendo because the only thing Nintendo does is high quality Iconic things. They don't try to do too much. They keep it simple. They're incredibly profitable. Apple's incredibly profitable. Why not go after it and then put Nintendo games, throw them on for free? Throw on, you know, a services for them onto your Apple phone. It kind of makes sense. Anyhow, I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblockshow.com.